0: Today, we're going to bring back two individuals who had a great story the last time they're on the podcast of how they 30X the income that they used to make when they lived in Nigeria. Now they're back to talk about how in the last year, they were able to increase their total revenue from 1.75 million to almost $6 million. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. What happens when you've grown your Amazon business as much as you can and don't have the time or resources to take it to the next level? That's where Thrasio comes in. Thrasio acquires category-leading FBA brands from small business owners just like you and specializes in taking your brand to new heights while you profit from the growth. When you sell your business to Thrasio, your deal could include a long-term earnout, meaning you profit when your brand grows under their management. So if you're thinking about selling your FBA business, visit thrasio.com/helium10 to connect with Thrasio's deals team. That's t h r a s i o.com/helium10 for more information on if your brand is a good fit for Thrasio. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutt, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon, Walmart, or e-commerce world. Now before we get started, um as you came on here, um, Sharon, what what did you tell me when you saw my video?
1: Oh, your hair? <laughs> yeah, like so your hair is longer.
0: Like, if you are um, if you are uh, listening to this uh, on, on the car or something, you, you have no idea what we're talking about here. But if you guys are watching this on YouTube, you'll see the reason why you always see me with a hat on is not for style or I'm trying to make a statement. But it's because this is my real hair and it's just a, a big mess, as you guys can see. But I was like, you know what? Uh, I want to go without a, without a hat for the first episode here. So anyways, um, Sharon and Elizabeth, it's great to have you back. Um, we're not going to get too much into your full backstories because guys, uh, they were already, uh, here on the podcast before, and we, we, we dove into very interesting, um, history, how, how they were, uh, originally from Nigeria came here to the United States and just have a 30 X what they were making, you know, before. Um, so it was, it was a great story. They came on in, in 2020. So if you guys want to go back to that episode or, or get that backstory before listening to this one, why don't you pause this episode, Go back and search for episode number 206 and uh, you can get their backstory and then come back and listen to this. But anyways, um, I had told you guys at the end of that episode, I wanted to uh, to kind of like uh, bring you guys back and, and see how how you've been expanding. You know, it's kind of hard to, to improve on 30Xing your income, but uh, I wanted to see about that. But before we talk about your wins uh, of 2021, let's go the opposite. Let's talk about the losses, the L's that you might have uh, taken. So we'll go ahead and start with uh, Sharon. So Sharon, what what is like the top two or three like mistakes you made or disasters or something that happened last year that you could share uh, with the audience?
1: Um, I don't know if I would call it a mistake because honestly, I still do this time. Cannot see what I did wrong, but mm-hmm. I had launched a product last year, actually in January, and it did real good. And I had it in three colors and I sold out in no time. So naturally, I placed another order, sold out again. And then the third time I was going to place my order and I placed way too many units, 18,000, I think.
0: And uh, How I- many? 18,000? Yes. Wow.
1: No, no, 8,000. I take them back. So before okay. then, I was doing just 3,000 units, you know, mm-hmm. and then I went up to 8,000 units, but with the whole shipping thing that happened, the airport, so I was out of stock for longer than expected, okay. and I came back, and for some reason, I could never get my rank back. I was selling like 60 units a day. And when I launched back, I was barely selling twenty units, and literally as of right now, I'm selling twelve units. Mm. So.
0: So where I are you storing say, all of the, those eight thousand units? Since you're not going through them, like uh, you don't have them all on Amazon, or you do?
1: No, 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 no. I do not have them all on Amazon. Um, I kind of started noticing before it shipped after production. So I split some. I sent some to UK, I sent some to Canada, and I sent only um, about 300 boxes to the US, and I have them in my house. I use my garage as my private warehouse. It's full. So I have some of them right here, some Mm -hmm. of them upstairs in the den, and it's everywhere.
0: (laughs) And and you still have not figured out why you know what was what was wrong? Like, like, did your conversion rate go though. down, or is your page views, no, or what's going on? Everything is
1: good, but mm-hmm. to be fair, health wise, twenty twenty one, I was not at the top.
0: But okay. like the last
1: six months of twenty twenty one, I was literally chair bound. I could not work, like w a l k walk, because mm-hmm. of pain, and I was pregnant, and I was miserable. So I didn't really do much of my Amazon work like I would normally. Mm, so of course okay. that could be part of the reason why I dropped the ball. Mm -hmm. Um, finally had a baby, getting back my health, and so maybe now I will be able to fix it. I don't know. I really believe I will, though. So I don't know what happened, or it could just be again. You know, when you're Amazon is fast paced, and if you're not looking, things will change. So -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that's probably what happened.
0: So, so you said you launched that back at the beginning of 2021. So that was even already after. We had we had spoken on the first podcast. So, what about your your, your 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 right? It's been that it's been that long. Can you believe it? What? So, what about your other products? How have they been doing? The ones that you know you've already been selling since before twenty twenty one.
1: Okay, I actually just did something last week with all my products where I color coded them and I mm-hmm. I I put I, I listed out all my SKUs and I labeled them A to C. In okay. order of importance, like these are the skills that you cannot go out of stock on. These okay. are the ones that hopefully you cannot go out of stock on. This one, eh. And then my C products actually are products that potentially I'm not even going to reorder. Okay. So that I can focus more on my A and my B products. Usually at the beginning of every year, I launch new products. The first six months of the year is when I launch. And mm-hmm. then the last six months of the year, I nurture. But because of my health last year, I do not have um enough products ready to launch this half, You know what I mean? So I'm just not getting into product research and trying to get myself back together. So back to your questions, the quest, the products I had that were my staple as at our last interview, thank God, most of them are still doing good. Their life cycle is not over. Like we know Amazon's life cycle is life cycle for them is not over. So I still have them, but they have fallen all but one, have fallen into my B product. Mm.
0: So, H- so how I- many total products do you, you have?
1: I have products I cannot answer, but SKUs, active skills that I consider SKUs, I have 37. When wow. I did this, that was before I couldn't answer the question, but after last week yeah. organizing this, I can answer, I have 37 SKUs, and I am going to not reorder a lot of them, eight of those I will not be reordering. So okay. I will be reordering 29
0: what's your qualifications is it is it just the the, the speed or is it your profitability or what profitability. are the factors that okay ah, so okay.
1: i have Good. some products most of them the first thing is are you profitable what are you bringing to the mm-hmm. table Then another criteria I use, I have four brands and some of the products I I did just for long term. I have a product that I launched because there were like only six of that products on the main page, but they really had high reviews and I knew, and they were selling like crazy. I knew out of the bat, I would not compete with them. They had over a thousand reviews. It's not your average product you advise to get into. But I was trying to play the long game. I know that if I can just maintain this product for a bit and g- gather reviews, I know that with time, yeah. I would be part of. So that's a criteria for keeping such a product. Also is a, a line I mean, I personally went for my brand. When I launch a new product in, into any new niche, I try to complete it into three products in that niche. It's one of my, should I say strategies to get that brand Mm -hmm. recognition within the niche. So some of the products, they may not be, uh, like I have one particular product that is not um, adding enough to the bottom line in terms of dollars and cents, because it's selling, literally selling maybe 40, 50 units a month, Mm -hmm. but it is adding to my brand recognition.
0: Mm.
1: It's completing my three ASINs in that niche. Yep. It's adding to, I'm using the exact same suppliers I'm using for the other product, no extra work. Mm-hmm. And I just ordered it um, enough. So now my brand ads can be, because I'm really focused on PPC right now. So mm-hmm. I'm using that to complete my brand ads. And that product is pushing the sales of the other two and vice versa. Right? Okay. Also, those, that's one product. We are only like about four people on Amazon selling it. And the search, t- the search, volume for the main keyword as per helium 10 is maybe 300. Like literally nobody would wow. launch that product, yeah, but I yeah. have other reasons for launching that product because if the main product can get 18,000 such volume is it tells me enough people don't know that you can use it for the C product. Mm-hmm. And when they know they would buy it, why would 18,000 people buy A and 300 people buy C? Yeah, you know. So I looked into what was in the market, and some Chinese sellers apparently have figured it out, and they put something out there, but it was terrible. So I tried, (laughs) and I came, and I did something. So even though I'm selling like fifty units a month, I'm the best seller of all of us. Yeah, but I don't care. That's part of the thing.
0: I like that. I like that. So it's not
1: about the money for that one. So it just depends.
0: All right, now before Elizabeth uh, falls asleep over there. Uh, just waiting for her turn. Let, let's go ahead and switch to uh, Elizabeth now. So oh, she
1: has fun things to say.
0: I, I know. I've I heard a little bit of it. Uh, I purposely didn't want to hear every detail because I wanted to save it for this episode. I, li- I like to hear things for the first time, just along with all you listeners out there. But but Elizabeth, let, let's talk about something we didn't talk about before. And that was what I just talked about with Sharon. Like, What was some of your biggest struggles or biggest failures or biggest mistakes? Or, oh, I wish I could do that one over again or just anything uh, from 2021. Uh,
2: Okay. So, um, transparency. I wish I would have done transparency earlier because literally- Oh,
0: I I I thought you were talking about that you were going to be transparent right now with us. You're you're talking about Amazon transparency. Okay.
2: Okay. (laughs) Like this hit me right where it hurts because I literally lost or I'm losing over a million dollars because I did not get into transparency on time. So I have this product that was doing great. I had the um, trademark. I had everything all set up. You know, I was selling 400, 500 a day on this product.
0: $400 you, or units? Units. Um, 400 units a day of a product.
2: Yeah, for a $40 um, per unit product. So you do the oh. math. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a lot. And, and, of course, it's natural for people to kind of jump on the listing. I want to hijack, quote-unquote, the listing to mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. a piece of the cake where it never works for it. But that's a story for another day. Um, and because I have um, brand registry, I have a U.S. trademark, it was so easy for me to kind of kick them off. And with the hijacker um, alert on Helium 10, when it gives me that alert, oh, yo, someone is on your listing, I go ahead and try, you know, kick them off. In the time. they're off. And, um, sometime in November, um, I had about six people, um, on the listing and I was trying to kick them off, but Amazon okay. is not letting, me, cause it's not pulling out my brand. I'm like, what's going on? And then he said, brand not recognized. I'm like, brand not recognized. This is the first time I'm hearing this. I'm seeing this error. Mm-hmm. And then I rushed to UPESTO um, website and lo and behold my trademark was revoked. It Mm. was revoked. Like, how does that even happen? A trademark I've been using for like two years that was registered Mm. for two years was revoked. Apparently there was an issue whereby a bigger brand, a well-known brand disputed it. And um, I didn't even know to contest it because I never got any notification. But anyways, it got revoked. So at that point, there was no legitimate way for me to stop those other... Um people from selling on the listing um I was selling for thirty nine ninety nine and all of a sudden I had almost twenty to thirty people on the listing kicking their self um based on price um literally, mm-hmm. I had the product selling for eight dollars ninety nine cents Wow, where do wow. I start from? <laughs> and if they mm-hmm. were selling the same quality of product, I would have you know not been as apprehensive as I was, but they were selling like literally the inferior product like yeah. it was nothing compared. So obviously my sales tank it crashed. I wouldn't say tank. It crashed and oof it's it's been a nightmare. Um so I would advise when you start selling a product even if you have a registered brand, you never know what could happen. The only way to, you know, secure yourself on Amazon is to get transparency. Cause with that, at least you have a hundred percent control of your brand and people that could hop on your listing to prevent what happened to me from happening to you. <laughs> so yeah. So, that's so do, not- do you have
0: transparency on uh, another, any of your other products uh, now or no? Yes, not yet.
2: I do. I do. So Now the- have,
0: has anything, have you ever used it? Like, have you like?
2: so what? I enrolled that Acing, that particular Acing now into transparency obviously it takes up to two months before it becomes active um, but a lot of damage has been done but I was so glad I had over three thousand 4.6 review um star review so all the negative reviews that are coming in right now I have enough uh, positive reviews to kind of you know hold it so I don't fall way below the you know four star yeah. Um, but I'm lucky now, I think as at last week, transparency kicked in. So all those sellers are off the listing. Um, but now I could never hold, do- hold on.
0: Walk us through that process. Let's walk through this process. All right. So you've got the product, you know, Mm -hmm. you had, you know, 10, 20 hijackers on there. Now, last week or something, you get a notice that transparency is active. Now, did your inventory that was already in Amazon, did it already have the transparency barcodes or what process did you take to get these other sellers kicked off your listing?
2: So transparency usually take up to six to eight weeks to get active, right? So Mm -hmm. when I, um, apply for transparency, all the products that I have in my warehouse, I started relabeling them. I started putting the transparency um, codes on them. So by the time this um, waiting period, the, I think they call it OPR period is over, I already had all my product labeled with the transparency code. So automatically all the, all the people selling on that listing, they're gonna get a notification, oh, this product is now enrolled in transparency. Um, you have two weeks to provide the authentication code to be able to continue selling this product. If you don't have those code, automatically Amazon kicks you off the listing. So you have to provide the code to be able to get right back on the listing. So yeah, a product I was doing and average just 400 um, a, a units a day. Now I'm trying to build it back up. Yeah, I'm still doing like up to a hundred, um, and stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: that's terrible. Only a hundred units a day. You, you're you're like a newbie seller, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth. Wow, that, I mean that's amazing. When like, oh, my sales are terrible, and it's one hundred <laughs> a day. How many of us would like to have uh, you, you, that?
2: You don't want to know how many thousands of units I have of this product, literally, because if you're going through five hundred a day, that's fifteen thousand a month. You know, yeah, and yeah. you have to ship it by sea and, you know, you're supposed to have like times three, the unit that you're selling. So you can imagine I had up to 40,000 units. So you yeah. don't want to be me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what's your cost in that product? Just out of curiosity.
2: Um, My cost is actually $14.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. $14. All right. I ship by air. But when I ship by sea, it drops down to like $10.50.
0: Okay what's the process like? Oh, so, so I mean, that, that's the price with, with shipping us. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty impressive, actually. Now, uh, what was the process like? I've never done this before, so that's why I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Um, to apply for transparency. Like, what questions were you asked? Uh, you already said how long it took, but, um, you know, just walk us through that process.
2: So, in the past, um, you have to... Wh- when you enroll with transparency, Amazon have, like, partners where you have to... When you buy the code, you send it to them, they convert it to... Because it's like a um, CVS file, they convert it to a code and they print it out. They have a printing partner, then you get the uh, physical label and then you send it to your manufacturer. And because I wanted to do that um, transparency earlier in the year, but because of mm-hmm. the whole um, process, I was like, yeah, I don't need it. I have a, a, a brand, which was a big mistake that I should. I regretted ever yeah. not going through it. Anyways, so but now it's pretty easier. So you request for them to, um, to contact you. So they contact you, they send you like a questionnaire, you fill it out, you have a call with them. They explain the whole process to you. Um, but now you can, um, request for you to print your code in house, which is like amazing. So with that, you kind of just download the PDF, um, form, of your code, and then you have to have this thermal printer. It's a zebra printer that they recommend. You buy that, and then you'll be able to print it out yourself. So, I've been printing down all my codes myself because, like I said, I have tens and thousands of units of this product sitting in my warehouse that I have to um, put the barcode on if I send it to yeah. Amazon. So, once you print out, the, so they're going to give you like a three sample code for you to print out with your um, in house um, printer, and then yeah. ask you have to place it on your um, product. Send a picture of that and send it to Amazon. Um, just a picture of the labels so they will have to yeah. scan it to see if it's cannibal. When it's cannibal, mm-hmm. and then they'll give you a go, that, okay, yeah, now you can go ahead and print them in bulk, apply them to your um to your product. So, um, there's a period that they call OPR, uh, I think it's um operational review period, I think that that is. So it's a 30-day period. So you have to send, once you send in your um, products with the barcode, Amazon is going to just be watching out to make sure that all the codes are scannable because, you know, any code that is not scannable, they're going to sideline it and they're not going to process it. So that period, they they want you to have at least above 90% um, accuracy, rates. So after the 30 piece, um, thirty days period, then your um, transparency is being turned on. So at that point in okay. time, all your products must have the barcode that is scannable. If it's not scannable, mm-hmm. even if it has a barcode, then it's sidelined as a counterfeit product and it's going to be destroyed. So it's a really...
0: Is this in addition to your FN SKU? So now you have two um, um, barcodes that are on every single unit?
2: Mm-hmm. And there's an interesting okay. thing that Amazon is trying to um, introduce with this um, um, transparency thing, whereby you can scan the code in addition to c- confirming that the product is authentic. Because when you scan the customer, scan the code, you tell you, oh, this product is authentic. Mm-hmm. Now you can put in your ad in there. <laughs> for other really? products, yes, you could put a video ad, you could put um, codes, you could request for reviews, you know, stuff like that. Um, the transparency guy was telling me that you know it's something that I could potentially also um add into the, the barcode, so it's it's interesting, so definitely. Okay. You guys, get what it. was
0: the cost of all that? Like, like, do you is there an application fee or you charge per label or what costs uh, are involved? So in Oh, they charge process? per
2: label, so it's just a 50, uh, five cents per label.
0: Five cents, okay, yeah, that's wow. it. All right. All right, let's go back to uh to Sharon uh really quick now now Sharon I was looking at the um, the transcript from the last uh podcast that we did and we had asked okay. you what was your twenty twenty sales and I uh it, you you were it wasn't at the end of the year but you said you hey we're we're gonna end at probably around eight hundred thousand uh, dollars in gross sales for twenty twenty what about uh twenty twenty one what was your um gross sales for twenty twenty one about
1: USA only right
0: and no overall.
1: Overall I think I ended up with a little less than 1.5. Um,
0: 1.5. So so even though you you kind of, you know, because due to health reasons and and pregnancy and other things, you know, for 5 6 months you weren't doing much, you were able to almost double your, you know, overall sales. Yes. Again, I, I love the bad things of because so so Elizabeth's like, oh, yeah, you know, this is so bad. You know, I'm, I'm down to 100 sales a day for this item. And then Sharon's like, oh, you know, I have no time to work on anything. I only doubled my entire gross revenue to one point five million. I, so many people listening out there I'm like, man, I wish I had these kind of uh, I wish I had these kind of problems. But and you know what a good thing is
1: with the doubling my revenue is mm-hmm. that's not just the exciting thing for me. The exciting thing for me was that I did not add additional capital from myself, I did not add additional mm-hmm. capital and instead, I was able to improve my margins. Well, and naturally- that's the I, important thing. So I improved my margins and uh, doubled my revenue, like you know, and of course, greatly improved my PPC spend.
0: Okay, that was, now let me, let me talk about um your number of SKUs. I think you said you had between 30 and 40. So obviously, you probably have a system of, of how you decide, hey, what am I gonna launch? You know, you, you don't just randomly, oh, no. accidentally come across 37 products to launch. So so, can you talk us through a little bit your process on how you discover um, new products in order to uh, launch?
1: Okay, so um, two ways. I can purposefully go searching for a product. So in that case, for example, I have a product, one of my product that is doing okay now, is that on my A-list product, uh, And it's doing fine, and I need to expand on that niche because, again, we know that life cycles exist and people are coming. So, I need to be one step ahead of the pack. So, for a product like that, I need to find a complementary product. So, that narrows down my product research because this product I'm looking for needs to be complementary to this one I am selling because eventually they are both going to help each other. Right? So that's one way I'll find products, or I can just be like, I need a new set of products, which I do because naturally by this time I would have had a lineup of products ready to launch for the year. And I don't. So when I just need a new set of product this time, I am hopefully fingers crossed looking for three complementary products because I need three complementary AC per brand. My mm-hmm. goal is to, there's a book. I read a book at the beginning of last year that Steven did on his bet on yourself challenge. And it was amazing. And that changed my mindset. So it's, um, 12 Months to a Million. And that's where- Steven
0: from uh, Rainmakers?
1: Yes, Rainmakers Steven. Mm-hmm. So every January, he does a Bet on Yourself challenge. I don't know if you know about it. Which one I is going right now? And it's amazing. So he the book we read last year was 12 Months to a Million. And in the book, part of the recommendation of how to make a million dollars in 12 months was- Don't quote me because I may not get this exactly right, but you get the idea Mm -hmm. is to get three to five products at 20, at least $25, um, per unit, sell, I think 25 units a day or something like that each. And you will, and that's literally a million dollars in revenue. So rather than looking for that one product that will sell, I will sell 75 units a day on, I'm looking for three products that will give me 25 units each.
0: Oh, hold on, really quick. Uh, do you have your? Um, can you turn off? Oh my I god! How, it's, how they, are you
1: hearing the beep, beep,
0: beep? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a beep that we keep we hearing. chat.
1: So. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I need Your, to close your supplier is I trying apologize. to contact you. Chinese. <laughs> my guys are awake. Yeah, I didn't know you guys
0: could hear the beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: there we go. I'm sorry. Yes. So that's like, man, Sharon is, is
0: multitasking. Uh, <laughs> multitasking no, here. I have
1: two screens, and the upper screen. Oh my goodness! I All right, hey, you I know what? Uh, uh, uh,
0: to my editor, Mel. Normally, we would edit this kind of thing um, out of the podcast, but let's keep this in because I think this is uh, <laughs> hilarious. You like, still,
1: can you guys still hear it?
0: Yes, we can still. How, how we can I still know? hear it. Um, I
1: don't know. I need to maybe close it. we still gonna show. See, that, that's how you
0: double your revenue, guys. You, you, you're <laughs> recording a podcast and, and you're fighting with yourself. You're sub- fighting with your factories uh, at, the, at the same time. Actually, that's
1: it. a new supplier for a pro. Oh my God, it's still beeping. <laughs> I'm too sorry. Weird. I don't. Okay, let me tell him to stop messaging me. I closed it. I unpin it from Taz, but I don't know how, to, how else to do this. I apologize. I don't know.
0: No worries. No worries. Take your time.
1: Yes. So I find complementary products, which of course I start with uh, frequently bought together. And then I just go on the tangent from there. And also I do the random, like I, right now, I have a new brand with zero product. I, buy, I have an idea what I want the brand to be. I, I can just do like a new beginner. I don't have anything in mind and I just go and look for products and whatever mm-hmm. works. And I just go from there.
0: So your 37 uh, SKUs, uh, over how many brands uh, is that currently?
1: The 37 of them, they are under three brands. One, I have one brand with zero products
0: have you been building any like off Amazon audiences or, or, you know, website yeah, or, or, you know, yes,
1: I do have a website for two of the brands. I'm building a funnel for, I started building a funnel in November. I've not gone back to finish it. That was supposed to be ready for Christmas, by the way. So anyhow, um, I have two websites for two of the brands and my social media. I'm trying here and there. I've not been really successful with that, but I have the social media, but also I am building a money chat audience and an email list.
0: Okay, now what? Um, now that you know the terms of service have changed, and you know, um, technically you shouldn't be doing like rebates and search find buy and things like that. Since that happened, have you launched any new products, or your next one will be your first launch since these uh, changes? Next one will be
1: my first launch.
0: What's your plan for um the launch then? Now that maybe some of these other you know things that you used to do, you're not able to do anymore.
1: The broad plan, the broad plan is to do PPC and to do vine.
0: Okay, and then, but but then, since since you're launching uh, a lot of products on existing brands that you've built audiences, uh, are you going to leverage uh, that audience in order to to yes, help? Yes,
1: I am, and I'm. I plan on doing it in. I plan on doing it in a way that will be terms of service compliant. For example, mm-hmm. um. I have okay, let's if I'm launching a, a product that is complementary to an existing product line, my audience is tagged by what product brought them into the audience list, right? So I'm probably there's something you spoke about a couple either you or many coats. Actually, maybe it was many coats. The very, very beginning of when we started, it was FBA high rulers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Facebook group, and where we talked about you email these people, for example, and say, hey, f- this product is going live today. And for the first 24 hours, it's going to be $10 off. Just remember to click the button, the coupon, right? And for uh-huh. everybody, it's going to be 10%, $10 off. So I'm not going against Amazon's terms of service. Yep,
0: yep, It's
1: open to the general public. It's not open to a specific few. But look at this, on that day, I reduce it by maybe 10 bucks. And yep. then I broadcast this message. Hey, for the next 24 hours, starting at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, there's going to be $10 off. If you want to take advantage, make sure you go there. I have EMAC, just X and X amount of products. So when it's done, I'm going to turn off the coupon. And if it doesn't get done, I'm going to turn it off at midnight anyways. If I have enough people go take advantage of that, using the many chat number 1 i will get a new release badge hopefully but number 2 i can send them a follow up message like did you take advantage how did you like it you know if i get responses back i can be like let me know what you think
0: in episode 301 of the of this podcast i talked about something a test i did where at work where i was like launch a product and then let me just hyper-focus on these five main keywords per product and then get top of the search, uh, PPC, and then have this big, uh, discount, you know, it's similar to what you were talking about having a big coupon, say, say, same difference completely within terms of service. But then theoretically, if people, all the people who are searching these keywords in the first place, they see my product at the top of PPC, they're going to buy it. And that's almost like search find buying and completely within terms of service. But when you have an audience, you have a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more flexibility. You know, I would almost like tell the audience, all right, hey, search for the keywords that you think would describe this product or something. But then you might you might be, you know, somebody might say. I'm
1: scared of doing that because Mm -hmm. my audience is diverse and I don't want anything to come back and tell me you manipulated BSR. What I've always done, even before this terms of service thing, I teach my students. I have a lunch PPC. I have a PPC course. I don't know if you know that. It's not a course per se, but I Mm -hmm. teach people PPC. I help you optimize your campaigns, right? And I have a launch campaign structure that I teach for my PPC, and it's only to focus on six keywords. In the beginning, we yeah, start with yep, an yep, exact yep. match on just six of your modive keyword, and then, we go from there and the goal of that of those keywords then we are adding it remember to search find by the goal mm-hmm. of getting those six keywords was just not just to get sales your sales would come from the search find by goods they will easily find you but also we will get clicks that would not lead into sale because we don't have reviews and that's okay it makes the launch more organic versus sure. just having search find by where you are getting 100% conversion rates. But by the yeah. time we have this PPC with search find Biden, we will get a natural 40, 30, 50% conversion rate. And sure. that would not only help your organic ranks, it's going to help your PPC rank because your PPC is, quote unquote, converting. And if your PPC ranks get better, it's going to help you with your relevancy on that keyword. And it's going to reduce your PPC bid going
2: mm-hmm. forward. Mm-hmm.
1: Because you know, so I've always been doing that already. So naturally, I will add that to what I'm doing right now.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, you, we definitely don't want to, you know, get in trouble with uh, Amazon terms of service. Yeah. But you know, the way that around it, in my opinion, would be with the audience. I almost would go to them first, and then you, because know, if you have an audience that's you know of your existing customers, and or or at least one that's completely focused on your your brand, um, or your niche. Well, those are the kind of like the people that are your, you know, customer avatar. So I would like send out an email to them or, or put a, a, a poll on my Instagram, or if I have a Facebook group for them, you know, put a poll there and say, hey, what, Here here's a new product. You know, I wouldn't name it or anything. I, I would show the pictures. They would obviously have to be descriptive. You know, what would you search for in order to find this product? So to make sure, I mean, you... Theoretically speaking, you should already have that information with Helium 10. You could see what Mm -hmm. your competitors are converting for, but you never know. Sometimes people come up with keywords that other people don't know. And then, you know, take a look at those top 10 keywords that people submit to you and then make sure I have those in my PPC, you know, as you say, and then I would just tell them, all right, guys, we're going live, you know, find this product on Amazon. You don't even have to say search for whatever keyword. You don't have to, if if you're scared, uh, if somebody's scared about that, don't even say, just, hey, find this product on Amazon. And theoretically speaking, they should be searching for it. Based on you know some of those main keywords, and as long yeah. as you're showing up first, you know you'll get you'll get those conversions, and it's not going to be a hundred percent you know conversion rate. So you're yeah, because to worry of the PPC about that. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. All right, yeah. I, I like it. Uh, let, let's switch back to uh, Elizabeth. So that those same original questions I, I asked Sharon. Um, looking back at my notes here, uh, in 2020, you had done about nine hundred thousand uh, dollars worth of sales. Now I have a strong feeling that uh, somebody who had a new product that was selling four hundred units a day, you probably um, surpassed that nine hundred thousand dollars in 2021 well, well what did you end up with uh, at the end of the year
2: so i end up with 4.8 ish million okay.
0: there we go we got some uh, applause right there i'm playing with my little sound deck that is pretty impressive so over four million dollars so you four um you four uh your your sales but but uh sharon had a baby. So I'm not sure who won at the end of the the, the, the year there. She she, 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 created life. Uh, there, so I don't, I don't know if she would have traded that, but uh, Hey, that, that's awesome for 4 million. Now. So similar question, let's just talk about that one product first of all. And then we'll just talk about in general, your, your product strategy, like, like, uh, Sharon was saying, but that product that started selling 400 a day, and now you're only selling 100. How in the world did you find that product originally?
2: So believe it or not, it was on social media. <laughs> So it was kind of a almost like a viral uh, product that went viral, but fortunately for me, it was a product that my manufacturer was producing. So they were the only one manufacturing that product. It was their product. But at that time, they were only selling it for this brand off of Amazon that is doing like a Shopify. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is interesting products. You know, I just saw this on them. I'm like, oh, Elizabeth, how do you always find our products off of Amazon? I'm like, well, I'll do my assignment. So, yeah. So he was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. "Um, yeah, this is our product, but we have this agreement with so-and-so. Um.
0: Wait, she- so hold on. Th- when you say my manufacturer... It's a, a factory that was already producing some of your other products? Yeah. Correct. Ah.
2: Yeah. So, because it was in the same niche, so I just forwarded to them like, oh, this is something interesting. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's our client, right? We have an agreement with mm-hmm. them. Whenever we produce uh, a new product, the first person to order has a three-month head um, start, you know? So okay. you can order it right now, but in the next month or so, you could be able. You could place an order for that. So I was basically the first person to sell it on Amazon. <laughs> so okay, yeah.
0: Was- so so it, it was viral uh, on social media, but th- the that client of your manufacturer who had that you know initial exclusive, <laughs> they were not selling it on Amazon. They don't
2: sell on Amazon at all. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So they have a Shopify, and she has this big brand on um this um Instagram page is almost a million followers. So it's I would say it's a trickle effect from half um um campaign social media campaign that I got off of, on Amazon when I launched mine. So I didn't need to yeah. do anything from the beginning, you know, I started getting sales like right off the bat without no
0: so since this is a brand new product though. Mm-hmm. How did, you de- how did you determine there was demand? Like, did you already see like in Helium 10 that for some of the main keywords, there was search volume, but then obviously no. people were not finding that product or? No, or-
2: no. So this keyword was mm-hmm. a keyword that this other person coined yeah. for herself, for her niche, but it, the campaign was all over social media and I could see like um, comments on the on the advertisement. People saying, no, "Oh, I want this. I like it. I want to try this. Interesting. You know, it was just something interesting to me. And then I searched for them on um, Instagram and I saw they always ran out of stock. Whenever they came yeah. on stock, it, it doesn't take them three days to run out. In the next mm-hmm. three days after, you know, having stock, they run out. They keep running out. Yeah. So I know the demand is high. And then that particular keyword, when I went on Amazon, when I started typing it in, it gave me like an auto, it auto-generated. Mm-hmm. So i like, mm-hmm. I gotcha. <laughs> now this people I'm looking for it on Amazon because they couldn't find it on this website when it ran out. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a good one. So yeah, so that's how I, um...
0: God. So how did you even find it in the first place? Was it just like a suggestion from Instagram or TikTok based on, you know, their algorithm or it was somebody who you followed because that was an influencer in your niche? Or how did you even set yourself up so in that position it, to even honestly, see
2: that? I just stumbled on the ad to be honest with you. I wasn't looking okay, for it, okay. but I just stumbled on it. So it was just sheer luck. I think it's luck meets preparedness or whatever, but yeah, sure. it just happened to be, you know, something that was in my niche. And I just mm-hmm. recognized that, yeah, this is something that is also, okay, yeah, it was, it was going viral at that point, but it still has like a long-term, um, demand. We still have a long-term demand yeah. because I looked at other products that were very similar to what this product was doing. And I looked at like their five-year, um, um, sales range and they were still doing good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even with the, um, older version, because it's like an imp- more improved version of like a older product, right? The yeah. uh, highest seller was still selling up to three point something million a month, a month wow. with that product. For an old product to be selling that good, then I know that is a long term product. It's not a product that oh, okay, yeah, it's going viral now. Then all of a sudden, it's because in the beginning of me selling the product, believe believe me or not. Mm-hmm. I was selling with a lead time of two weeks, handling time rather of two weeks.
0: So meaning so so because you're doing fulfilled by merchant or
2: yeah ah yeah I was fulfilling myself and even before the product leaves China, I already sold it out. Oh my! So God. that's it was crazy. crazy. So in the beginning, I was selling up to a thousand, a thousand two hundred a day then when it leveled out was when i was doing 500 yeah it was a crazy product so, <laughs> so yeah it was it was it, i was just lucky to be honest So i'm not going to take credit oh yeah i researched it i did that i just felt like i was lucky enough to recognize it and then yeah. you know put it on Amazon.
0: So so then, you know, like you said, you had tons of hijackers. So obviously other factories started hopping on the bandwagon. And I'm assuming that some have created their own listings. What oh, yeah. what has allowed your listing to, to maintain? Is it because you were the first and to now have so many reviews yes. and, and things like that, that allows you to still dominate? Or so, w- yeah. what's the story? When there?
2: other obviously manufacturers from China start seeing the way people were inquiring about the product and my manufacturer, they produced like the top notch and it was a little bit more pricey than, you know, what other newbies were trying to sell for or buy for or sell for whatever. Um, Other cheaper versions started popping up. So a product that I Mm -hmm. get for $14 with air shipping, um, they could get it for $5 including shipping, but the the, the quality was terrible. So they don't have good reviews. I have great reviews because it was the same exact manufacturer as what they were seeing on social media that I had. Others did not have it. And because I had like an exclusive deal with my manufacturer from the Amazon bit of it, I was the only one that had that original version of it for three whole months before he could sell to any other person. So I would, you know, when they buy from other people, they see my quality, obviously, (laughs) I get the sale. So that's what made me still, you know, I was still able to maintain that...
0: Yep. All right, guys. So, so, you know, if we want to take a, take a, you know, a takeaway from, from uh, Elizabeth's story here is number one, you know, keep your eye open in your niche, you know, go on social media, you know, if, if, if Instagram and TikTok and other social medias know what You know the kind of niche that you normally the people you follow. You'll get ads, you know, sometimes based on that, and you never know what you might find. Number two is you know hop hop on it as soon as you can. See what kind of a you know arrangement you can make with your manufacturer, and then the next one is hey get you know protect yourself with some transparency if you're like super sure that this is going to be a a great one. So that's good. All right, for now let's go back and forth a little bit just with our with our our TST thirty second tips. Maybe hopefully we have enough time to do maybe two each. So uh, Sharon, let's start with you. Uh, you mentioned that you know, you're know you helping people with PPC and things, so maybe it can be a PPC related, but what's a, a 30 second uh, PPC tip that you can share with, um, with the audience?
1: Don't create too many PPC campaigns at the same time, except you know what you're doing. And the reason is that you're gonna get too many clicks that would not lead into sales. And then if you get too many clicks, it causes something I call the negative domino effect. And what that mm. means is too many clicks, not enough sales is gonna cause your organic rank to go down. If your organic rank starts going down, Amazon is gonna say, "Oh, maybe she's not really relevant. So your relevancy score is going down. And when that goes down, your PPC rank is going down. And because your PPC rank has gone down, your impression will go down. You have no choice but to increase your bids. So now your PPC cost has gone up. If you have not fixed the original problem, you're still getting irrelevant and wrong traffic, the cycle will just continue. You increase your PPC bids, so now you start getting that wrong impressions again. You will start getting that too many clicks again, not enough sales, and the cycle continues and all these will lead to your conversion rates just tanking and that is a Mm -hmm. slow death for your product.
0: Okay. All right. There's your first, uh, TST of the day. Let's go to, uh, Elizabeth now. It doesn't have to be about PVC. It could be about anything. Uh, what's your thir- first 30 second tip of the day?
2: Okay. So now because of this new product that I've had a lot of success with, it kind of made me, um, neglect the other products that was doing great for me prior to having that product. Mm. And that's why this year I decided not to launch any new product, but just to kind of nurture, um, the same way as um, Sharon spoke about earlier. So even when you're having great product at a point, um, just keep in mind that you still have a good product that was doing okay. Um, prior to that product arriving, because you never can, you never can tell what might happen to this new product. Cause you know with Amazon, so um, do not neglect the other products that have been doing good for you. Nurture them and make sure that um, they don't run out of stock, or you lose focus on those um, products.
0: All right, I like that. I like that. Let's go back to uh, Sharon. What's your uh, your second thirty uh, second tip of the day?
2: Okay,
1: um, my next thirty second tip is about um, when you're looking for a product do not look for a product. Look for a keyword. If you're looking for a product, it means the product already exists. Instead, look for a keyword. When you find a good keyword, then you figure out what products can I sell under this keyword? What product does this keyword really describe? And when you find that product, invest in packaging. And the reason is that However, if let me just throw figures out there. So even if this product costs you $4 and the package costs you $2, that extra $2 could mean you being able to sell your product for an extra $10. So if you look at it, it's like selling two products in one. is like a bundle. You're selling a product mm-hmm. and you're selling the packaging. The only difference is that you're not paying FBA fees on the packaging because the FBA fees is on the product. So you just sold your $2 package for 10 bucks without FBA fees.
0: Thank you. Love it, love it. All right, Elizabeth, uh, you got another one for us?
2: Oh man, um, Sharon, Sharon already took everything. Let me just, let me just give it to
1: her. <laughs> I'm a coach, so because I've done this so. See, but y'all
0: are best <laughs> friends, so it just makes sense that you you have a lot of the same uh, ideas. I love it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, just um, find a way to differentiate yourself for sure, and I don't know. If um, for me, I've always designed my own products, um, especially for my main brand. This other brand that I'm just talking about is not my main brand. It was a brand that I just recently started less than a year ago. But for my main brand, I design all my products myself. And that's something that's always kept me relevant in my niche. So if it's something that you could design, if you can design, but, you know, make sure to kind of, you know, put yourself in a different light other than what's um, the other sellers are doing, even if you have the same product, but your packaging, like she said, your branding um, could do a lot of difference, could set you apart from the other um, competitors in your niche, so.
0: All right, well, I really appreciate you you uh coming on here now, but r- one real quick thing, I'm looking at your, your videos right now. Uh, Both of you just happened to drop something at the same time. Can you look behind you? You, you both uh, dropped something, do, do, do you see it there? I don't see you looking, Elizabeth, right behind. You see, it, it, it's your crowns because you both are queens. <laughs> There we go. I love it. Look at that. I finally got to use my my laugh, uh, my joke, um, my joke uh, little uh, noises here. But anyways, uh, queens of Amazon, absolutely you are, and you're also an elite member. So hopefully I'll be seeing both of you um, at the. uh, We're we're going to Vegas. Uh, We're going to Vegas for the our first elite workshop. Right, finally. Oh. She
1: lives in Vegas, and she's I know, coming to I know. Dallas in two weeks. So yeah. finally, I get to go to Vegas. Now we have an excuse.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes, both of you all. I hope to see you in March, um, during the Prosper Show there, and then we're gonna have our our oh, Elite wait, wait, uh, Workshop for the
2: Prosper Show again.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the Prosper Show is March fourteenth okay. through the sixteenth, and then the Elite Workshop is on Sunday, whatever day that uh is uh, inside there. So. I uh, hope to see I think it's on the 13th. Yeah, the elite workshop will be on the 13th. So you can come uh, a little bit early there, Sharon. Um so I hope to see you there. Uh, congratulations on, on the new baby. Congratulations Thank on you. the uh, sales for both of you. It's Thank very inspiring to see um you know your improvement now. If people want to uh, reach out to you on, on social media or or um you know get in touch with you outside of attending Prosper show to meet you like how how can they mm-hmm. how can they see you?
1: Um I have a website. It's called sharonamazing.com.
0: It. And you pretty much
1: for Coach Sharon Amazing. Now, that's like Amazon with an E.
0: Okay. With an E as in Edward? Yep. Okay, got it. And Elizabeth? What about you, Elizabeth?
2: So, um, my Instagram is O-H-S-E-W-A.
0: Got it. Got it. All right. Well, I'll be seeing you uh, in a couple of months and thank you so much for coming on here. And then uh, sometime in in 20, what what year is it? I don't even know what year it is. Sometime in 2023. Let's invite you all back again. Uh, Very inspiring story. We'll we'll love to see uh, what you guys did uh, uh, the rest of this year. So we'll see you later.
1: Thank you so much. Bye bye.